Hello, everyone. Welcome to the What the Fundus podcast, episode six. I am here with Sarah Toomey. Hey, everybody. Today, we are going to talk to you about Tirvaya, otherwise known as Varenicline. And it is a twice a day drug used to help stimulate tear formation. So Sarah, why don't you take over? So I was interested in this product because the reps have definitely already started making the rounds. A couple of my offices I saw had this product. And originally when I saw it, I sort of scoffed at it thinking it was really similar to, um, what's the product that you sent the article about again? True tier. That's true tier thing, which I'm sure it works, but it didn't really get off the ground that much. But, um, then the technician who had given me a sample of it, I hadn't seen the rep, was like, this is amazing. It's it's totally changed my, my comfort level. So I was like, okay, maybe I should look into this. So it's a nasal spray, and the drug itself is varenicline or varenicline. I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, it but it's 0. 0.03 milligrams. And as a fun fact, this is the same medication that's used for the smoking cessation drug that's widely popular called Chantix, which I thought was really interesting. Um, it's, as Michael said, twice a day, um, and it works because it's a highly selective cholinergic agonist. Um, so the three different trials that the company, which is Oyster Point Pharma, which I've never heard of before, they submitted to the FDA three trials, Onset 1, Onset 2, and Mystic clinical trials. Um, but essentially it, it takes advantage of the nerve pathway to stimulate the... Um, the basal production of um, the lac lacrimal gland. So very interesting. So I wonder if <clears throat> if you take Chantix, if one of the side effects is tearing. I was wondering that as well. I'm imagining it would probably be mixed up in a lot of different things, though, with that, because even if it does increase your tearing, your basal level of tearing, these patients that are on Chantix are already going to feel better because they're probably smoking less and having less of those irritants like come at them. I'm wondering if that's how this drug was um, was developed. Like who would have thought that this particular medication would, would work um, for dry eye? Yeah, unless they figured out that they knew that there were these sensors inside the nose. Right. So I did try it. It was bad. <laughs> you said it just made you sneeze a lot. Oh, yeah. So the the participants in the study, too, said like 85 or 82% of them had sneezing as the number one um, side effect. And I thought, well, whatever. It's not going to be that bad. I was telling you, I'm like huffing Flonase every day of my life. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be fine. And then I took it and I sneezed for like a full 30 seconds. Um, had <laughs> but to then afterwards it was like, done. It, it was done after. Complete, yeah. Like after that, totally fine. But I'm wondering like for little old ladies with dry eye, if it's going to be a big problem to, to, you know, send them into that sneeze attack. But yeah, that's right. Now where your sneezes like, like little 
not to say how you sneeze, but oh, no, more yeah. just like, were they, like yes. Oh yeah. It was a serious sneeze. Like you would not want to use this outside the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, you know, it's twice a day, but I thought it was interesting in the article. They said like patients that have, um, you know, some sort of nasal obstruction, if they have a deviated septum, you know, stuff like that are not going to be good candidates for it. Yeah. I think that, cause that was the same thing with true care. They basically, really? or at least they didn't do the studies on them. Mm-hmm. So and it's one of those things where you might not want to rule it out, but. Right. And is it very one-sided? So if you just did it in your right nostril, would you have no increased stimulation of your left eye? So I think in the study, they did do it for, for one nostril or for one eye. And I could be wrong on that. Um, but oh, yeah, because they, because the yeah. thing with true tier since it's true tier is a different product, it's right. more direct, like electrical stimulation of this nerve. Right. And I would guess for that, when you zap it, you only get it on that side. Right. Right. So from that, I would guess you would have to do the spray in both nostrils. Mm-hmm. And it does tell you to do both nostrils. So, yeah. Um, and the the little pamphlet that they give with the um, with the drug shows you how you're supposed to administer a nasal spray, which a lot of people don't know how to do properly. So instead of going straight up, you have to kind of point it at your opposite nostril. Yeah. yeah. And is it the same where you should or you should not inhale or not during? It didn't say whether to or not, but from experience, do not inhale. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know with, part of my problem with Flonase. You're supposed to right. suck it all the way up in there. Right. Whereas this, you just need to kind of get it, you know, an inch or two above where you're sticking it in there. Yeah, I, do, I don't believe that it said to inhale because I was like, oh god. Did it give you? Tough. Did it taste like anything? Yeah, it tasted um, not nearly as bad as Zydra, but it was like something's something's in there. Like weirdly metallic or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so it wasn't as as gross as you know as as Zydra can taste or. Or other medications like Patidae kind of has like a taste mm-hmm. too. This was not well, there that was bad that, either. I can't remember the drug name, but there was a a nasal spray antihistamine mm-hmm. that basically people couldn't take because it tasted terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is not that. So, so that's good. Okay. But, um, well, so what were the results like? Very, very good, actually. Let me get to that part of the of the study. But it was it was statistically significant in almost every category. I know they did an OSDI, they did the the EDS, they did Shermer's testing, um, and it was statistically improved in all of them. Yeah, so that's where things really changed with compared to the true tier. Right. Yeah, you know, where the true tier you could use it in this study which was an independent study that was done after it was already approved. Right. Virtually everything down the line was no statistically significant improvement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe that's because the, uh, the drug that you have, gosh, Tirvaya Mm -hmm. is, um, it actually does more than just make you tear more. Right. Like true tear just makes more liquid come out. Right. So, and so this the one, only thing that improved was the Shermer score and that's it. Right. 
Right. Just increase the tier. So for this one in particular, though, um, it was a 52% had greater than 10 millimeter increase in Shermer from baseline in one of the studies. And then the second study was 47% achieved a greater than 10 millimeter increase in Shermer's. And it was greater than. Yeah, Shermer's is terrible. I mean, that doesn't. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but looking at this one. Uh, mean corneal staining decreases from baseline were observed in both active and sham groups. Right. So, and then, uh, you know, conjunctival staining the, was a little right. bit better. There was a decrease in the EDS compared to um, sham. Um, what else did they measure? And the interesting thing that the this study found about true tier was that there was a huge increase on mm-hmm. like days one and two okay, with Shermer scores. But after that, it just kind of went from, you know, a little bit improved and stayed that way. Right. So they wonder if you, if the nerve just kind of adapted. Right. To the For this one, they, they did have the results were maintained for 12 weeks and there was no evidence of tachyphylaxis, but no, no data was, was published for after the 12 weeks, but that's a really good amount of time. And people really noticed the changes earlier, like as early as four weeks. So I think this is something in the line similar to Zydra. Like if I feel that patients need to feel relief fast, I might, I might consider this in at least, you know, some of my patients, Gosh, I wonder what the, like how much this is going to cost and how is insurance going to pay for it? And my technician said it's very cheap and it goes again through an independent pharmacy. Oh, interesting. How much was it? How much was it? She said something crazy like $2, but I didn't check. <laughs> oh, so it's like, uh, I should sequa mm-hmm. where you could, you know, they, they do all the prior authorization and everything for you and that. So that must be it. Yeah, but it, the other thing that they definitely pointed out in the article was that it would be easier to administer than a drop, and I thought that was also a really interesting point. Like for our patients that have severe rheumatoid arthritis, oh, sure. where like the small bottles are really really tough for them to instill, this might be easier. I mean, it's still a small bottle. It's you know, I don't know. Yeah, but you got to stick it in your nose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can look in the mirror yeah. sitting yeah. up. You don't have to be little. I'm. Right doing it like everyone can see, but you you don't have to do chin up and dropping it in your eye. Right. I think a lot of our patients would feel more comfortable approaching their nose with an applicator than they are with their, you know, an eye with an uh, uh, eye drop bottle. Yeah. So I I think that's something to keep in mind too. Yeah, because honestly, as we were talking about this, I didn't even think about that. Right. But Just they the definitely fact that it would be easier to They instill. definitely made a point, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> well, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, because these people are probably already putting in four to six drops a day. And right. then when you approach them and say, hey, you're going to take another drop right. once or twice a day that's going to try to make you feel better. You know, this is the just it's the total novel aspect of thing. Right. Is more than that. Exactly. And I think it's interesting because instead of just attacking things topically, I mean, we are targeting the nerve. 
So I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it works and what the long-term effects of this drug are too. I mean, I was telling you in our little um, pre-podcast talk, like, is this going to cause PSC cataracts like Flonase might? Or is this going to cause, you know, patients to have recurrent nosebleeds or something like that? Although that's not listed as, as very common of a side effect. But Yeah, I think probably if anything you squirt up there, <laughs> you're going to have a chance of nosebleeds from it. Right. Right. The whole sneezing thing is interesting to me, though, because when I have sneezing attacks because my allergies are so bad, mm-hmm. I will sneeze for minutes at a time. So if something just makes me sneeze for 30 seconds to a minute, that You're might like, not whatever. even me. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> I mean, I sneeze sometimes yeah. until my it feels like someone punches me in the stomach mm-hmm. just from it. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just a big baby, too. So. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this lasted 30 seconds. If you look in the fine print, not a big deal unless you're a big, giant baby. I know. And they actually (laughs) said in the study, like, uh, you know, the patients who reported sneezing as a side effect, they all essentially classified it as mild. And I'm like, "Mm, is it really, though? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, my, my threshold for too much sneezing is probably a little bit lower than most people's. So how long has this been out? It was like October of this year. So okay, very so recent. Yeah. But I'm surprised that there wasn't more fanfare about it. But I'm wondering if maybe it's because it's from this slightly smaller company, this Oyster Point Pharma, compared to like the behemoth of Allergan. Yeah, I'm sure that probably has a ton to do with it. Yeah. So, what other drug came out from that Oyster Point Pharma? Because that sounds familiar. Unless I just heard something <laughs> regarding this just early on in the process. Could be, and I mean, I remember seeing a um, an advertisement for this. You know, probably in October, and I I remember looking at it and being like, a nasal spray. This sounds dumb, and just kind of throwing it aside. But. <laughs> I would I would not have taken a second look at it if it weren't for my technician. Yeah, so I'm looking at their website. Oysterpointrx.com. It's this must have been it. I yeah. just had only looked at it. Uh it just says OCO one. Yep. That's it. Yeah, they're doing also for neurotrophic keratopathy. Which makes yeah. sense because if you kind of stimulate that nerve. The trigeminal nerve, right? Yeah. And also looks like they're doing an intralacrimal gland injection trials for enriched tear film gene therapy. That's That's in the pipeline. All right. Cool. It's in the pipeline. It says preclinical. So yeah. Who knows when that's going to be. So cool. Yeah. Have you ever used a true, a true tear device? No. Have you? No. Mostly because I think they were like eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. I remember Doctor Stone Cipher was telling me about it. I was like eleven hundred dollars. Excuse He's me. He's like, yeah, they're doing fifty percent off kind of things just as it got started. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's like neat, I guess. But you know, I don't know how 
you could phrase it to say, yeah, you just give yourself a little electric shock and your eyes water more. Right. Which do you hate more, dry eyes or being shocked in your nose? (laughs) And I'm sure that's a way oversimplification of what it feels like. I'm sure. I mean, the the study said people would feel a a slight buzzing in their nose. Um, But why don't you just like, I don't know if you've had a COVID um, test, but just jam a (laughs) Q-tip up there. It's a low budget. It's you can buy this gigantic yeah. box of sterile cotton swabs for like 10 bucks and treat <laughs> yourself for, for six there, months. Yeah. <laughs> Just jam it up in there. Perfect. Yeah. This is a low That'll budget. make you sneeze. Yep. <laughs> and it'll make your eyes water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just random stuff. Just put, you know, halibut. You know, jalapenos, you know, things just like that. Cut, just yeah, keep cutting onions. Keep cutting onions. <laughs> just have constant onions, you know, wa- you know, around your nose. Yeah. Your eyes will water and people think you just had Italian food. Perfect. <laughs> Dry uh, eye be gone. Yes. All right. Do you have any um, anything else from the intranasal dry eye department? No. Um, and just for our listeners, again, it's Varenicline and it's Tirvaya. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to starting to use it on my patients and seeing if they have any success with it. Yeah. As much joking as I've said about it, I think this yeah. is a much more interesting thing yes. than the the tier, true tier. Right. Right. Yeah, just So very interested to try. Very cool. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone.